It took a lot of courage. Well, I did that when I could see. Just give her a chance to be something. She is something. It took a lot of strength. Oh, baby. And most of all, you did a double. It took a lot of love. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome back a very brave young athlete, Alexis Winston. Robbie Benson. Lynn Holly Johnson. In the story of a girl who refused to forget that she was once a champion. Hello and welcome back to Blinked and You Missed It, the podcast where we go back in time and we talk about something uh, from the past that if you blinked, uh, you might have missed it. I'm your host, July Diaz, and I'm here with a very special guest, actor, comedian, novelist, Miranda Ray Padilla Gutierrez, Simone Hart. That's me. Um, that's my full name, you guys. It's little known. If you want to Google me, Miranda Ray Hart. <laughs> but the, that's going to be the name on my novel, which is it's slated to come out uh, 2022. Oh, that's so soon. Yeah, I have to get the first draft in by August. We'll see. <laughs> well, that's exciting. Do you have a, a name for the novel yet or no? Is that do you work backwards in that way? Do you start um, with the name of the novel and then write everything else so that's a really good question so thank you you you're welcome july when you are trying to um get published and you're shopping it around sometimes like once you get like picked up or i'm learning the novel lingo i don't know if they say picked up like they do in uh our showbiz sure the the biz of show the biz of show when you get um signed on for your book sometimes like there's a team of people who suggest a different name and I think Mm. like I'm guessing you still have the final say but one of my mentors I have the final say you have the final say oh I mean if you write a novel July oh okay I I thought I had final say about the title of your book I think you do I'm right now my working title is very bad decisions (laughs) Does it have the laugh in there as well? Yeah. There's a little like parentheses and then it's like maniacal laugh. That's good. The problem with that working title, I'll just say right now, I mean, I, I know we shouldn't dive too deep into the inner workings of a UCLA extension class for novel writing, but there was a lot of people in my class while I was writing the bulk of the book that would be like, you know, I'm sick of Noelle just doing her very bad decisions. Like, can't we just see her just like eating breakfast? And I was like, no, the book is called Very Bad Decisions. Mm-hmm. But then when I would write a chapter because people were saying they want to see her normal eating dinner, they were like, why isn't she making very bad decisions at dinner? And I was like, uh, so can't they don't win with that. Yeah, people don't know what they want. Yeah, the title sort of becomes this like, this sort of like a thorn in my side. So I might just call it like Wuthering Heights or something. 
Okay, you know? so an, an existing title. An existing title, because then people okay. think you're getting one thing. Right. Well, yeah, and then they get my my out. maybe my pitch on that is call it Withering Heights Two, like a sequel. Oh, I feel like I'm trying to think if anyone's ever tried that. I actually. This isn't the project uh, I'm going to talk about on today's podcast, but Lincoln, you might have missed it. Wuthering Heights 1992 uh, with Juliette Binoche and I'm going to butcher your Voldemort's name, Raph Fiennes. Um, I don't know. It's some creepy name. Is that it? Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, Voldemort Voldemort is so hot in that. Uh And I watched it with my mom and she kept being And I'm sorry, who is that? I know him as the name who shall not be said. Oh, I'm sorry. So Voldemort, it, he killed Harry's parents. Okay. Um, and then he, he he's sort of the Hitler of the wizarding world. Whoa. If, if you need some sort of historical context to put more in. But yeah, he's in Wuthering Heights, the 1992 version, which did not really get good reviews. I don't know how it did at the box office. But my mom said she saw it in theaters with my dad and hated it because mm. they're horrible people. That was her review, your mother's review. Yeah, she doesn't like stuff where the people cheat and are are like they're bad people. Like she hates Sex in the City. She's like that bitch should have been married. <laughs> my mom's from the Bronx, so okay, so it's okay, everybody. So it's, yeah. it's fine that she said that. <laughs> it's okay. All right, but we're not here to talk about that. We're going to talk about a very special topic near and dear to your heart. But before we start, I just want to say that we have our producers here as well, and they might chime in uh, for any corrections. Kingsley and Callie are here. Um, They can say hello if they want. They don't need to. Hello. Yeah, they're kind of, they're really mysterious guys. I love those guys. Yeah, I love them. So what is the topic that we're going to talk about today? So we're going to be talking about the 1978 melodrama Ice Castles, starring um, Lynn Holly Johnson and Robbie Benson, who I don't think anyone knows who either of those people are, which is sort of why Blink and you you might have missed it. (laughs) I worked the title it. That's good. Yeah. If you can do that a couple more times to kind of like get the word out on the show on this show. Absolutely, I will. Um, yeah, so th- it's a, I don't know, I don't even know how to like get into it. Maybe how I found this film. Yeah, please. Um, when yeah. It, uh, let me start with my first question. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> when did you first hear about this film? Well, I first heard about this film. So I was in a sort of a, um, what I like to call a menstruation K-hole which is when <laughs> I'm hemorrhaging blood um, during my period. I don't know if this is like rated PG or what this show is rated. Um, but when that happens to me, I usually... This show search- is rated X. You can talk about anything X. you want. Okay, cool, cool. So I, I usually, in those stages, sit in my bed and I like to buy movies on YouTube just because it feels weird to huh. buy a movie on YouTube. It, it is just weird. feels unique. And so I'll go on YouTube and I'll like look... I'll just look at a trailer that like I know and love, like uh, Dumb and Dumber, Dumb and Dumber, Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist. Mm-hmm. Um, I also like I like films from the seventies. So I think the way I stumbled across this was I was watching clips from Love Story, which 
I'm going to get that year wrong, but that's either very late 60s or early 70s. And um, star- starring Ally McGraw and Ryan O'Neill. And it's a, it's a, if you guys don't know that movie, it's a melodrama where uh, I won't spoil who, but someone, you know, gets sick and it's just very melodramatic and amazing 70s outfits. So I was watching those clips and my recommendations was this film Ice Castles. And mm. it says 1978. And that was a genre that while I was menstruating 1970s melodrama, I was very drawn to. I wanted my heart ripped out of my chest. Sure. And so I, I also clicked it because the guy was so hot. Mm. He looked like um, my 10th grade boyfriend. And so I was like, I need to see this. <laughs> Yummy. And um. And you said that out loud as you clicked on it. I did. I Sometimes I do talk to myself when I'm alone in bed watching stuff. Actually, a lot. I talk to myself a lot because oh. you have to have fun with yourself. And so Absolutely. I clicked it. Yeah. And like the trailer blew me away. Like I there's something that I like to call male acting. And with male act, male acting is like it's dead. Like male actors don't do what the male acting of the 70s was, which uh-huh. is like... <laughs> so emotional and so upset and like kind of like their voices were really raspy and they just had so much there was just like a deep um soulful sort of wanting to shed their toxic masculinity that happened uh in the 70s um and where do you think why do you think that's gone now i think men it's like we like we stopped fighting to lose our toxic masculinity now men just want to pretend that they're feminists and you're just skipping all the steps men of the 70s knew they were fucked up and Uh they had to like work through that they're like i hate my dad and and like that's the energy of like ryan o'neill's performance in love story he just hates his dad so much i think what we're seeing is pain i think Mm -hmm. the newer generations of actors they're in it for the glitz and the glam. And I think 70s actors, I don't know. I mean, like, I don't know how deep a dive get into film history and stuff, but I... Oh, please. Like, there was a big... Let's start acting... from the beginning. Um, <laughs> how do moving pictures, how, how do we get that? How do we see that on the big screen? There how does that train. work? Explain that to me. Yeah, the train. Well, Thomas Edison had a... Um, had a film company and Mm. um, silent films. I believe he was like the first. And then they did that for, I'm kind of speaking out of my ass, but they, I I did go to film school for one semester. And I do remember showing the movie where like the train goes across the screen and then the professor pauses it and is like, did you know that when people saw this, they ran out of the theater? They were terrified. Scared. Yeah. Scared for their life. And it's like, it was like a real train coming at them. They were scared. Yeah, I was like, wait till these bitches see the 3D Great Gatsby, okay? <laughs> That'll make you run, seeing Carrie Mulligan pop out of the screen. <laughs> so, yeah, there's that. So I think with film history, I mean, if you go all the way back, it, it's just evolved. Like silent films, you know, you have to be so big and expressive with your face. And then mm-hmm. when people started talking, it was a lot about, like, if they had that aristocratic um, accent. Like a lot of silent film stars were shoved out because uh they had bronx accents a lot of um silent film studios and what is what does a bronx accent sound like <laughs> yo 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 what's up i'm from the bronx 
<laughs> it's um Lynn Manuel Miranda. <laughs> no, he's actually not from the Bronx. He's from a neighborhood above in the Heights, which I forget. Not in the Heights, the film, but the Heights. But you know, I'm getting I'm getting ahead of myself here. Basically, what I'm trying to say with 70s actors is that once we started talking in films, it became more stiff because we're getting these sort of like orators, these sort of people who have like gravitas with their voice. And then by like the 60s and 70s with the um, director auteur movement and with, you know, even like in the 50s, like James Dean and Marilyn Monroe were getting like people like Lee Strasberg to be their acting teachers. And then it became about being raw and emotional And then we get to like the 70s with movies like Love Story and Ice Castles, which I'm talking about today. And it's like suddenly people are really putting it on the line. They're putting their childhood trauma on the screen for all to see. It's not like um, what's her name? Uh, My I'm forgetting everything today. But, you know, Bridget um, Jones, Bridget Jones's diary. Uh Um. Well, just like the film stars of the 40s who had the like transatlantic accents, you can't really access emotion like that. But the the guy from Ice Castles, I don't want to butcher his name. I think it's Robbie something or other. He's actually the voice of um, Robbie, Robbie Benson of mm. the Beast in Beauty and the Beast, which oh, wow. is crazy. I'm 99% sure. Yep, he is. It's insane. But you heard the emotion of the Beast? Of course. He was like... He was a beast. What more can I say? Imagine the beast as a young, hot guy who looks like one of my exes in a movie in the 70s. Yeah, which, by the way, just just to talk about Beauty and the Beast real quick. I don't condone that relationship. Why? I mean, that's bestiality, if you ask me. But what's wrong with that? I recently said after stand-up show, I was, you know, kind of uh, networking. I was like to this really funny stand-up. She was doing bits about dogs. And I was like, yeah, you know, owners want to, I mean, dogs want to fuck their owners. And she loved that and was like, oh my God, do you do stand-up? And I was like, well, one time at Flappers, of course. And she was like, Flappers probably loved you. That's a side note. But basically, I think bestiality is um, is a thing. I mean, I don't know. Is it bad? If like a pit, like do pig? I don't know. Is it is bestiality bad? Because like you can't speak. So to what them? made you fall in love with ice castles? <laughs> um, a mixture of just thinking the lead was so hot and mm-hmm. um. Oh, it's mellow. It's melodrama. So like, I really love films where there's just like lots of death and trauma. Um, because I don't know, I don't want to watch a movie to have a laugh. I want to be like, transformed. really? No, because Which you I... because you are a person who makes people laugh. Is that why? Yeah, totally. When I watch like a comedy, like when I watch Will Ferrell, I'm like, shut up, Will Ferrell. I want to tell a joke. <laughs> sure. So, um, yeah, when I watch melodrama, I'm not competing with those people. There's no competition. I can just sit back and enjoy. And also, I found that all the men I've ever dated, they can only cry during films and not during life. And I think that's really beautiful that like, Right. I can watch a movie with some repressed man and he'll cry. And that's what melodrama gets us. Like Ice Castles, I haven't even told you guys the plot. I know we're like an hour in. But um, 
it's about a girl um uh played by lynn holly johnson who is a real life ice skater who is just like olympic bound in her small snowy town and i love snow i'm from the northeast so that hooked me as well Mm -hmm. um and she is i'm a socal native never seen snow never probably will well july you are invited to my home in hearth in upstate new york oh okay you are and you'll see some snow that is important you should everyone should see snow once in their lifetime but speaking of sight this woman who's an ice skater and literally needs her eyes more than anything loses her eyesight and then she becomes like a crazy recluse and she's like a hot little blonde girl and she's just like i can't see i can't (laughs) how does she lose her eyesight oh my god well she was doing a trick and she like fell into a table and it like if you watch like i don't know how they filmed it but like it just is like she's like in Probably the air with the camera <laughs> yeah but i feel like stunts just used to not be good whoa and, controversial yeah stunts used to, stunts used to not be good i think they were really good and now they're all cg no this is what i'll say i love practical effects i'm pro practical effects which is why twilight mm-hmm. is one of my favorite movies um it's 99% practical effects. There's one scene that's green screen, but they're literally making stuntmen climb trees, you know, yeah. hundreds and hundreds of feet in the air. They don't care if they die instead of using CGI. Which I, I think guess they might safer. care if they die. <laughs> yeah, death on set is never good. Um, but yeah, I guess the fact that like that's a skill and that's an art form, being a stuntman or being mm-hmm. a person who coordinates these practical effects. And I think for this film... I mean, Roger Ebert hates it, and I usually agree with everything he says, um, and, but I don't this time. Oh, really? Because he's tweeted some really bad stuff. Yeah, he's really bad. Like I said, I don't technically believe in canceling. Um, I believe in cancel with a side of rehabilitation. So I mm. rehabilitated Roger Ebert, and now he's res- resurrected from the dead, and he no longer is um, problematic. But I think with... Um, with the effects on Ice Castle, I mean, I don't know. The girl's not that good of an actor. That's like one thing. She's an Whoa. ice skater. I mean, I'll say it. Lynn Holly, if you're out, I think she's good for like what she needed to be. I'm one of those people. Call me crazy. I like I, I like uh, Ray Allen. I won't call you crazy. <laughs> you, you won't? No. Okay, well, I like when athletes become actors. I like Michael Jordan's Space Jam. I like Space that too. Mm-hmm. I like LeBron uh, Jordan's for- Space Jam, New Legacy. LeBron Jordan, uh, and that's it. That's all the sports. You know, Ray athletes. Allen, right, is in um the Denzel Washington picture. Yes, he got game. Um, he got game. He got game. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you, Callie, for the correction. Yeah, I love he got game as a uh, Puerto Rican New Yorker. The representation of Rosario Dawson's attitude is perfect. Um, and Ray Allen is good. I've watched that movie during quarantine for the first time in a long time, and um the person i was watching it with was like ray allen ruined this fucking movie and i was like excuse me this is naturalistic realness Mm -hmm. give him a chance lynn holly johnson in ice castles i mean robbie benson's acting her under the table because he's the beast so you know how good he is and she's just doing the best she can doing her little stunts flying into picnic tables which is how she loses her sight Uh. um and yeah, then she just like kind of like becomes like this weird recluse. 
And also, I, I mean, I haven't seen this in a while. I should have like rewatched some clips before I went on. Uh, but as you guys know, I couldn't find my headphones, which kind of <laughs> messed up my day. But um, she she has like a weird kind of assortment of like townspeople, like her father and her like coach. Her coach, I think, looks like the pigeon lady, if I remember from Home Alone. From Home Alone? Yeah, she's just in like a bunch of coats and she's like, you gotta get so back Home to Alone the City Olympics. Actually. And <laughs> Home oh, Alone okay, two. thank you. Home Alone thank two. you to our producers, Home Alone 2 um lost in new york yeah i mean this is this movie has a little bit of everything but mainly it's just that the main guy is so hot and that it's so melodramatic and it's okay so i think what we're getting here is your biggest draw to the film is how hot this actor is yeah and then i'm like why wasn't this more famous it was like 40 something percent on rotten tomatoes yeah let me ask you a question why wasn't this more famous um it's a hokey plot where some people see, um, you know, melodrama as Now, when fun, you say hokey plot, do you mean hokey pokey? I mean, hokey pokey. I think that's literally what Roger Ebert said. I think I, like, actually have his quote up here. Oh, pull it up. Yeah, okay. <clears throat> Roger Ebert disliked the sentimentality of this movie, writing, Call me Scrooge. Stories like this make me cringe. I don't deny the bravery of the characters being portrayed. I just object to the emotional bankruptcy of the people making the movies, dot, dot, dot. One of the melancholy aspects of Ice Castle is the quality of talent that's been brought to such an uh, unhappy enterprise. Wow. And he's, then he goes on to say, like, Lynn Holly Johnson was good, but I'm like, was she? Maybe I'm just jealous because she has to kiss my boyfriend, Robbie Benson, who played the Beast. Um, and he says, uh, Robbie Benson... Miranda's husband as her boyfriend is always an engaging performer. Always an engaging Does it performer. Say that, or you're you're saying Miranda's husband? Um, uh, I can't disclose. Okay, whether it does or does not. But I think to say that he's just engaging. Roger Ebert was clearly jealous of how freaking hot this guy was. You think that's what he was worried about? Yeah, I mean, I've seen his review on Twilight, which is actually very forgiving but okay. he has like a similar vibe where he's like saying all the actors are good but then it's like it's so like melancholy and i remember roger debert said about twilight that little girls will like it and grandmas will like it because they've forgotten their sexuality but no woman in her prime mm. sex years would like it i'm here to tell you i'm in my prime sex years and i love twilight um also i think it's offensive to say that grandmothers aren't in their prime sex years i agree i think a grandmother can bone for sure i know i will be i will be boning have you seen demi Moore? sure i've seen demi Moore. um yeah so i think yes i mean my main draw is that robbie benson's hot but his acting is so good like when she learns to skate again spoiler alert he just like cries and is like grabbing her and and loving her so much and just reminds me a lot of one of my favorite scenes in cinema history. Mm. Um, the train. Is, uh, the train. <laughs> Firstly, the train. Uh, secondly, uh, any Charlie Chaplin picture. Just kidding. Charlie Chaplin's a fucking hack. Whoa! You heard it here first. <laughs> the Godfather kidding. of comedy. Mm. I told you, I don't like watching Will Ferrell. <clears throat> I don't like watching Charlie Chaplin. That's right. 
because you want you want to be you want to be the Charlie Chaplin up there. Up there, yeah, totally. on the big screen, having my little cane and hat, doing a little dance. But my favorite scene in cinema history is um, well, one of them. I have many. Is when Rose. Well, it's the same of all. It's the same in your top five. <laughs> oh, okay. This is interesting. Okay. Well, number one, like I said, it might be number one, is when Rose jumps off the boat in Titanic. Like, mm-hmm. well, Leo's like watching her go down, down, down. Billy Zane's like watching her. He's like, ha ha, fuck you, Leo. And she jumps. And because they're on different floors, it's so brilliant, like the tension they're both running back into the ballroom where they can meet again on the same floor. And it's like cutting between the two of them. And they're so desperate just to touch each other again, even though they've only known each other like four days, but that's love. And they're running and running and then they meet and he's like, you're so stupid, Rose. You're so stupid. Why'd you do that, Rose? Why'd you do that? And he's like grabbing her so much that it's like, he's almost like lifting her and then like kind of like grabbing her hair and like pushing her hair down. And that's just, again, great male acting, which is, I would say stopped in the nineties. It might've stopped with Titanic and Robbie Benson. If he had stayed hot longer, clearly what happened to him was that he stopped being hot and then uh-huh. became a voice actor. Right. I think if he had stayed hot longer, he could have been like the precursor to Leo because they had very mm. similar acting styles. Um, but that's a side note. I guess my second favorite cinema history moment. I mean, there's just so many. Probably like Yo, Adrian, or just anything with Yo, Rocky. Adrian. Yeah, that is great. Oh, well, there's many specific Rocky moments that are great. What about when, Probably- when he's on the beach and he's like... What are you telling me? I'm afraid? What are you telling me? I'm afraid? Whoa, your Rocky impression is really good. Oh, absolutely. That, like, I'm not good at Rocky. My favorite Rocky line is, um, uh, you're hanging out with yo-yo kids. You're going to be a yo-yo girl. They won't remember you. They'll remember the rep. And then she goes, screw you, creepo. <laughs> and that's one of my favorite scenes. I mean, Rocky is just one of my favorite movies. The opening scene, take yeah. it back. Do, 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 take it back. It's all the homeless fellows um, warming their hands on the trash can fire. I think the highest peak in the Rocky franchise is when Rocky gets a robot for Polly. Uh, yeah, that is true. That is true. And what film is that? That's um... I believe it's three or four. And Polly is so upset. It's Rocky. Oh yeah, with it's Rocky Polly? Four. Yeah, uh, Polly is so upset at Rock. He's like, Rock, what am I gonna do with this robot, Rock? You know, here's my thing. Like, why don't we just say it? Polly's a horrible fucking person. Like, he is the worst upset. character in that. Yes, Maybe I agree. In cinema history, he's so abusive to Adrian, and everyone's just like, let me buy him a robot. He's, he's, like, he's, he's a hater. He's like. Rocky is doing everything for him, and he still is ungrateful throughout the Just whole. Horrible, yeah, and so mean to poor, um, you know, Francis Ford Coppola is somehow related to Francis Ford Coppola, the woman who plays Adrian, and the mother of um, uh, Robert Schwartzman. Um, and that's the tea on Adrian. Uh- <laughs> Did we have uh, the, the producers want to chime in? I don't know if she covered it with the Schwartzman. Okay, great. I covered it. Also, yeah, uh, no. July, why don't you tell um, Miranda what your, your cat's name is? 
Oh yeah, my cat. I I did have a cat, and uh, his name was Sly Stallone. Oh my god! So I didn't know you were a big Rocky fan. Like when I was like, you know, telling you my favorite cinema moments, I would have never thought, you know, July's a Rocky guy. Well, yeah, I'm a huge Rocky guy. I'm a huge Stallone guy, to be honest. Yes, yes, and that's another person who like, like, what year is Rocky? Um, I think it's seventy nine, isn't it? 1976? 1976, okay. yeah. I was close. Uh, usually get it right, but um, I'm really good at guessing movie years, um, so you could test me on that, but um, Rocky... Well, it looks like you were tested and you failed right there. By three years, not too shabby. Sure, 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 sure. Um, Rocky is a great example of what I'm talking about with male acting. Mm. Like, Sly Stallone, yeah, he, like, becomes this action star, but the reason why he's so famous is because Rocky is so much heart. Like, you can't... You just can't repeat the heart of 70s films. You really can't. Like, it's just, like, there's so much emotion, and and you don't get that anymore. Um, Like, if you guys have ever seen, like, Woman Under the Influence or Ordinary People... Mm-hmm all those movies are just so melodramatic and fucked up and we just don't have that. And Robbie Benson of ice castles understood that. And he was regulated to just be the voice of the beast. And where's the justice in that? And I think with that, we've come to the end of the show. <laughs> Woo! Miranda, is there anything that you would like to plug? Um, man, ice castles watch it i know i didn't really tell you that much but it's, it's i think a, you said plenty i think we got the listeners got, got a good idea about what the movie is and how you have come to appreciate it over the years mostly because of the hotness of, of, robbie, the, benson. of robbie benson yes may, may you never forget his name i would like to plug robbie benson hire him he's still alive um for voice acting or to be in your live action film he's still kind of hot like He's probably not getting surgery, and so if you pay for his surgery to get Botox, he'll be even hotter. Um, and yeah, so I'm plugging that. Ice Castles, go watch it. I didn't spoil too much, so I think you'll still enjoy the um, hidden gems, the Easter eggs. And I also want to plug the Rocky franchise and my book. Um, I like I said, I don't know when it will be out, but look for it. 2022, maybe. Very bad decisions and um, parentheses, uh, maniacal laughter. Yes, and my Instagram, as always, Miranda Heart Hearts You. Very hard to spell. I'm sure it'll be linked, hopefully, in the bio. Um, but look me up. I post a lot. Okay, and with that, um, I don't have anything to plug. Uh, you can't find me online anywhere because I'm very busy, a very busy man doing this show. Um, but with that, that's been this episode of Blinked and You Missed It. Good night. Good night.